Elbow, forearm, he's going to be down. The result of the play is a touchdown. And then the flag that was thrown on this was picked up. Oh, did it get the face mask? So by rule, the game is over. The Lions Hangover. Welcome to the Lions Hangover podcast. I am Brad. Thanks for listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And of course, the YouTube versions will resume in the fall when the season starts, somewhere around September you'll be able to find me. Uh, also, don't forget to find me on all of the social medias, at the Lions Hangover on Twitter, and I believe at the Lions Hangover on Instagram and Facebook as well. So, let's talk about some grades. Before the season, I graded uh, the key positions of the offense and defense, and I'll recap those real quick for you, and then I'll tell you where I feel the teams have uh, improved at or maybe regressed a little bit. So before the season, I ranked the QB position at AC+. I think that was fair uh, coming off of last season with Jared Goff, even though he showed potential last year at the end of the season. He still had that whole uh, early season debacle. And at this time, my trust was not uh, completely in Jared Goff. So he got a C+. This year... I am putting the quarterback position at a B plus. Uh, Jared Goff had a fantastic year. He still has room for improvement, so that's why he's stuck at a B plus. But he he, he definitely made some strides uh, as far as gaining some support from the fans here. Uh, of course, my argument is everybody always wants him to succeed, even the Jared Goff haters. Like because if he's doing well, we're all doing well, you know. Uh, as a team. And I think that shows uh, from this previous season. So the running backs before the season, I graded at a B. Uh, I think I gave them a score of 85. Uh, Currently, I would rate them at the same. I would give them a B. Um, Overall, they had a solid year, but there were a few uh, drops in performance. I would say mid-late season, Uh, The running game sort of disappeared a little bit. Um, uh, They started off strong. I thought our running game was was going pretty well. Even when Swift was injured uh, and he didn't play those few games, I feel like everybody stepped up. I thought Jamal Williams had stepped up. I thought uh, Craig Reynolds had stepped up. And, uh, oh, man, I can't think of it. Jackson? Jefferson? Johnson? Man, I feel bad about that. Uh, they all stepped up, but then I would say weeks 12 through 16, they sort of dipped out a little bit where we just became a pass heavy offense exclusively. I mean, we would run the ball and, and, and Jamal was getting his touchdowns and stuff, but as far as making an impact with yards and, uh, time management, all that stuff, it, it, it didn't seem to be that we were a prolific running game. Now we got that back when we came uh, uh, for the rematch against the Bears. Uh, I feel like we had a, a strong showing then. And, of course, I'm real happy with how the game went all on both sides of the ball in Green Bay. So they still need room for improvement. Uh, I'm still looking for like that. I, I don't know. I guess I still dream of Barry Sanders 
and just having a dominant running back and not so much a tandem uh, running back threat. So I, I'm still looking for, you know, just that one dominant guy. But uh, overall, happy with the running back. Definitely room for improvement, but I would put them at a B. So I, uh, 85 is, is where I'm marking them at. Uh, now the wide receivers, before the season, I started with an A-. I now give them... Uh, a B plus. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was pretty much their only weapon. Uh, DJ Chark, who I really like, I, he only had like 30, maybe 40 catches. He was not a strong presence. I know he was injured a little bit. Uh, but our offense, it, it was really spread out. A lot of receivers caught the ball. Uh, probably like 15 different people caught the ball. But Amon Ross St. Brown was was mostly our our target. Like he was catching uh, the bulk of the passes uh, that Jared Goff was throwing. And I, I don't have any problem with that. Amon Ross St. Brown, he catches everything. I don't recall him dropping anything. I'm sure it's happened, but he, uh, he he's a pretty solid piece in that wide receiver room. Uh, but everybody else needs to step up. Uh, I wasn't really happy with how the Lions were using Jamison Williams uh, at the end of the season. Uh, so, therefore, they the wide receiver room dropped a little bit. For, for the most part, they're still really good, though. I would give them a B+. Uh, so, now the offensive line, before the season, I gave them a B+. This season, they are staying the same. Or after the season, they are staying the same. Uh, I ranked them at an 87. Now, from game one to game 17, uh, I thought... The pass blocking was fantastic. If I was to rate them on pass blocking alone, I would give them an A+. Uh, but like I said, uh, there was a, a drought in the running game for a few weeks consistently. And, and I feel like run blocking needs some work overall. Now, they were dealing with injuries uh, all year. It seemed like the offensive line was banked up. I know Ragnall had that uh, the foot injury that he dealt with all season. Uh, Evan Brown got to play a huge part because Halaputu Vaitai is, uh, was injured all season as well. So it's, you know, we were just plugging guys in and overall they did a great job, but at the same time, you, you got to call it how it is. And their, their run blocking needed a little bit of work. Now B plus that's not bad. Like I would take that year after year, but I'm just saying that they're not perfect. You know, there's still room for improvement. Uh, I really love Panay Sewell. He's, he's coming on strong. He was like one of the best uh, tackles in football this year. So uh, the Lions are building something right, and it, it really starts in the trenches. And on the offensive line, I, I think they've got something special going. So now we talk about the tight ends before the season i ranked the tight ends at a b plus tj hawkinson uh he was reliable he was uh uh you know somebody that the fans really liked i don't think anybody was really calling him out for any of his faults uh i i think there are people that don't care for him now that he's been traded and you know uh, they take things personally when a player says well now i i just happy to be able to play some meaningful games in december you know and it sort of a weird coincidence that we were playing also we were also playing for meaningful games in December so uh, even though we didn't have that strong tight end presence like a Hawkinson 
Uh, the guys that we did have did step up. Uh, Mitchell, Brock Wright, uh, Zilstra. Uh, I, I mean, these guys never in the same game, but individually they all popped up on the radar at some point or another. Zilstra had that game where he had three touchdowns. Uh, uh, Mitchell got a couple touchdowns after that. Uh, I don't think this regime values the tight end position quite like the previous regime. Um, So I think they probably feel like we are all set at the tight end position. I don't know if they will bring all three tight ends back. I think since they drafted uh, Mitchell last year uh, that they are, or was it, yeah, this previous draft, I think is when they drafted Mitchell. I think they're sort of like, okay, he's going to be our guy. Um, and maybe he can turn into a star one day. I kind of like Brock Wright. I think he's a little bit ahead of Mitchell at this time. But, again, you never know uh, which way this uh, regime is, is leaning. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the tight ends play out. However, with that loss of Hawkinson, you do lose sort of a threat on the field. And so that's why they are dropping from a B-plus to a B-minus. So next, we're going to talk about the other side of the ball, the defensive line. Uh, preseason ranked, I ranked them at an A minus. I was really high on uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, I was really high on Zach Pascal. I was uh, really high on Romeo Aquara. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, we, we had Bugs and uh, uh, Houston. Um, who made a huge impact. So nobody really knew what Houston was going to be able to do. Nobody thought anything of Houston. And then he came out of nowhere. What was it? Thanksgiving. And he had like three sacks in the game. I think it was Thanksgiving game. But anyway, when he showed up, it was, it was like, holy crap, you know? Uh, so they had the greatest improvement, uh, the defensive line from the, from the preseason hype to the postseason. Uh, they went from an A- minus to an A+, plus because I feel like everybody on that defensive line lived up and or exceeded the potential that they had. Uh, even O'Quara, when he came back from injury, Romeo, he had a few uh, key moments, too, in the last couple games, I think against the Bears uh, and the Packers. Uh, he, he, really, he really was able to step up. Um, all right, so the linebackers, before the season... Uh, I ranked them at a C plus. Uh, nobody really knew the next step that Alex Anzalone would take. Nobody really knew what kind of an impact Malcolm Rodriguez was going to have. Uh, I know they liked him in training camp. Uh, uh, but overall, I thought Alex Anzalone really upped his game. He took a giant step forward with his game. I thought he played fantastic. Uh, real quick, I also want to give props to uh, John Kaminsky, too, on the defensive line. He was amazing. He was one of my favorite players. I didn't even know he existed before this season. And I remember thinking from day one uh, at that Eagles game, I was like, man, that guy's got some hustle. He's going to be making some plays this year. And I feel like he had a really big impact uh, uh, on that defensive line. So kudos to John Kaminsky as well. I really like him. Uh, bucket. <laughs> bucket. But okay. Uh, back to the linebackers. So anyway, Anzalone took a huge step this year uh, in his game. 
Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, I feel like, lived up to his hype, and he should only be getting better. I feel like he might have fallen off near the end of the season a little bit, but he might have been dealing with a shoulder or arm injury. Uh, I remember one game he went out, and then when he was back, he had like an arm brace on. So uh, he might have been dealing something with the end there. Uh, this is another car cast, so maybe you just heard my my blinker going. But hopefully the car is quieter than it was last time. I had a bad wheel bearing going. So, okay. So the linebackers go from a C-plus to a B. I still feel like they need a linebacker, uh, a strong presence. I hope that they draft one. They need somebody that they can rotate in and out. And they just need... Uh, they just need the next Chris Spielman, you know, which could be Anzalone, it could be Rodriguez, but I, I still feel like if you could add a strong third linebacker, that's really going to change the linebacking room. Uh, so they do go from a C plus to a B. Uh, so it's, that's still quite an improvement. Now the defensive backs before the season, I ranked at a B minus. And for the most part, the early part of the season, I thought they were looking at a B plus, maybe even an A minus. Okuda was playing great. Uh, there were no issues until you got to the Minnesota game uh, when Amani Oruarie had, uh, what was it, five pass interference calls, maybe even six, but one of them was declined because the outcome of the play was better than the penalty. Um and then I feel like Okuda dropped off a little bit. Now there was, uh, oh, and uh, Tracy Walker got injured as well. Uh, but there was uh, an explosion by the name of Kirby Joseph. Uh, I thought Jerry Jacobs played pretty solid too. But over uh, overall, I feel like there was some regression, specifically because of Amani Orvarie and the injury of Tracy Walker uh, and Jeff Okuda sort of trailed off at the end as well uh they did go from a b minus to a c plus so just a little bit of a drop for the defensive back room uh definitely room for improvement i would like to see them get uh a few more cornerbacks in the draft you can never have too many as they say and i really feel like uh one or two prolific cornerbacks will change this defense entirely uh and i also want to give as I'm thinking of it, more credit to the defensive line because they had a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and I feel like there were a lot of uh, there was a good amount of interceptions. I feel like uh, Kirby Joseph picked off Aaron Rodgers quite a few times. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson got a couple interceptions too, even though he's on the defensive line. Uh, you know, just the turnover game was strong, and I feel like that all starts up front, uh, even on the passes. So. The defensive backs dropped a little bit, but not much. Uh, and the special teams, I would say, stay kaput. Before the season, I ranked them at an 85, so a B. So after the season, I ranked them as a B as well, 85. Jack, Funz, Jack Fox, excuse me, tremendous punter, tremendous weapon. He turns the field. Uh, we did not use him too much, I don't feel like, but that's a good thing, I think, and it's it's always nice to have such a weapon like Jack Fox. Uh, our kicking situation was mediocre at best. Uh, if Jack Fox was not part of our team, I probably would have ranked special teams a little bit lower. Uh, but overall, I would... I Sorry about that, guys. My 
recording stopped and I've come so far that I didn't want to start over. So now it's a little bit later and uh, picking up where I left off. Anyway, we were talking about special teams uh, and Jack Fox and the special teams grade. Uh, it, it is staying the same at 85. Uh, so overall, uh, the preseason grade, uh, if you added it all up together, I had it ranked at uh, a 758, and that's out of a possible uh, 800. And now, actually, it's out of a possible 900, I think. Let's see. Yeah, so out of a possible 900, uh, I gave the team a 758, which comes out to an 84.22% grade, which is a, a B, you know. So that was the, the Detroit Lions preseason grade. And now uh, the postseason grade, I it comes out to a 774. So there was a boost in the grade adjustments, and that comes out to a perfect 86%. So they're looking at a strong B, almost a B plus. Uh, definitely, you're happy with the season. They they finished nine and eight, which I mistakenly <laughs> said ten and eight uh, last week's episode, uh, but I got that all straightened out. But anyway, the team is looking good. They are trending up, uh, depending on what they do in the draft and the free agency, who they lose, who who they're able to sign. Uh, I will do another preseason grade show uh, up in the fall. Uh, But until then, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please rate and subscribe. And uh, leave your comments for me. You can comment anything you want. Uh, I encourage you to make it funny. Just please give me five stars. Uh, And yes, tell everybody about me. And of course, find me on all social medias at the Lions Hangover Podcast at the Lions Hangover. I'm sure if you just type in the Lions Hangover, all one word, I will pop up somewhere. So thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a great night and I will talk to you all later.